Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, 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 my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Chillpreneur podcast. Okay, we have a really exciting episode today because I just had a thought, you know, doesn't happen often, but I just had a thought and I wanted to talk about that thought because I think it's really, really going to help anyone who is feeling the pressure of not doing enough. But we also have a really, really exciting guest. I actually sat down with one of my old clients and an incredible, 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 incredible human being, Caitlin Alyssa from Branding by Caitlin because I wanted to chat to her all about perfectionism when it comes to your brand online. And I think that really ties into the conversation that I wanna have today around the feeling of not doing enough because our brand, our social media, our content, this is one of the areas where we do get a lot of fear and perfectionism because we feel like we could be doing more, everything could look better. And so the theme of this episode today is really just dropping some of this pressure because you know why? That is the chillpreneur way, we need to chill out on all of the pressure that we put on ourselves to do more, be more, achieve more. So where I guess this concept really comes from or where I started, I guess, thinking about this specifically was I actually had a conversation with one of my Simply Business students a couple of weeks ago who has been extremely, extremely, extremely consistent with her content strategy. She has been showing up every single day since, you know, pretty much the start of the program. And by the way, I've had a lot of people reach out to me asking me about Simply Business. If you don't know what Simply Business is, Simply Business is my bi-annually, bi-annually, dual annually? What is it when you actually run something twice a year? Is that bi-annually or is that every second year? I don't know. But I run Simply Business twice a year, every year, and it is my Simply Business, it is my signature group coaching program. We actually are going to be running a new round at the beginning of next year. But if you did want to enroll early, we always, always, always have things for you to do. You know, you can join the membership if you're not a part of it already, or if you are, you get your membership for free. Um, And then there's some other programs and things that I can give you to kickstart your journey. So if you did want to lock in your spot for the next round of Simply Business, please, please, please do just reach out to me on Instagram. We can have a conversation about that. But in one of the group coaching calls, one of my students came and like I said, she's been extremely, extremely consistent with her content strategy lately. And she came to the call and mentioned something about feeling like she wasn't doing enough. You know, even though she was showing up on social media every single day, even though she was really, really trying to create reels and stories like ultra consistency, she still had this underlying feeling that it just wasn't enough. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I was just doing my dishes and this thought popped into my head. Well, many thoughts popped into my head, but 
I had this thought of like, oh, I want to build this. I want to do this. I want to create that. I wanted to come on and just share with you that if you are someone who struggles with this feeling of like, I'm not doing enough, that is totally, totally normal. I honestly feel like this all the damn time. And I've always felt like this. I've always felt like I could be doing more. I should be doing more. If I was doing more, then I would be achieving more. I always, like always have this underlying feeling of I'm not doing enough. However, what I will say is that I have gotten really good over the years at being able to distinguish whether or not this thought is actually true. And what I mean by that is it's seasonal, right? There are particular times in my life where I'm just simply not doing enough. You know, I'm being a bit lazy, I'm procrastinating, I'm letting self-sabotage and fear get the best of me. Or maybe I'm distracted. You know, at the beginning of the year, after going through my breakup, I was pretty distracted, you know, with life and dating and all these different things. And I for sure know that I wasn't doing enough in my business. So there are particular times where I'm having these thoughts around feeling like I'm not doing enough and they are warranted. And I enjoy this experience because it allows me to recalibrate. It allows me to say, look at myself in the mirror, face myself really honestly, and take responsibility for what I'm trying to achieve in my life. Asking myself the simple question, if I want to experience X kind of life, am I actually taking responsibility for the action to get there? And if the answer at that particular time is no, because as I said, I'm letting fear get the best of me or I'm distracted, then what it allows me to do is to create a strategy to redirect. Whether I need to plan better, whether I need to sit down and work on my fears or my limiting beliefs, whether I need to better organize myself, whether I just need a recheck of my priorities, having this thought sometimes is a good thing. However, there is many a time in which we are victim to the hyper, hyper aggressive pressures of society and social media. I find that we are all constantly feeling like we are not doing enough, even if we are doing everything we possibly can. This is why it's so important to be super, super, super self-reflective when you are having these feelings of, I'm not doing enough, I'm not achieving enough, I'm not good enough, etc., etc. right? Or this isn't good enough, blah, 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 blah. You have to be able to be really honest with yourself. If you are not doing enough, good. Do more. That's fine. You know, it's, it's okay to face yourself and recognize that a different course of action is necessary for you to get to your goals. However, if you feel like you are showing up to the best of your ability, to the best of your own personal timetable, your own schedule, without moving into burnout or hustle territory, and to the best of your current skill set, We're going to talk about that a little bit more in just a second. But if you feel like you are showing up to the best of your time, the best of your skills, and the best of your ability, and you still feel like you're not doing enough, this is a matter of pressure, external pressure. It is not actually new for us to feel the pressure of needing to do more, be more, achieve more. That has just been a part of kind of human conditioning for a very, very long time. You know, there's hustle culture that tells us that we need to work hard, that we need to grind, rise and grind, you know, all of these things, right? 
Then there's social media where it's like everyone's on holidays and they're in the best shape of their life and they're making all this money and they're doing all of these things and they're achieving, you know, massive growth in like 3.5 seconds. A lot of this, of course, is a highlight reel. We know this, right? We know this about social media. A lot of it's fabricated. A lot of it's fabricated. I'm sorry, but I'm going to be the one to call it out. You know, I see a lot of people not necessarily lying, but the way that they tell or share their results is very, very clever. You know, particularly just an example of this is like when people talk about their income, when people talk about how much money they make, you know, people might say, I've, had, I've got a million dollar business. You don't know if it's taken them 10 years to make that million dollars. A lot of people say that they've made a million dollars online. I mean, I've, I've even said this, but I'm trying to be really clear of saying like, I've made a million dollars or close to two now in the space of like, what, four years, you know what I mean? Since starting my business, I always make sure to emphasize, you know exactly the time period of which I've made a certain amount of money. You know, a lot of people will make the, the distinction between like sales and cash. Like someone might say, I had a million dollar launch, that might be sales. They also might have spent $800,000 on Facebook ads to get that million dollars. You know what I mean? So again, it's not necessarily that people are always lying, but take everything that you see on social media with a grain of salt, right? And another thing is like when you see people with these like extraordinary, extraordinary like Instagram growth, like that's best case scenario, guys. Sometimes they just might've had some luck. They created a reel. For some unknown reason, it went viral, you know what I mean? And it can't be replicated. So don't put the pressure on yourself to try to do that. So you have to really recognize, are you showing up to the best of your ability? Meaning you've got the right intention behind what you're doing, you're iterating your strategy, you've got good goals, you know, you're being as efficient as you possibly can. Are you showing up to the best of your timetable? Like you've got to just take radical self-acceptance. If you have a nine to five job, you are literally not gonna be able to do as much as someone who is working on their business full time. And it might take you a little bit longer, but that's okay because that's your story and your journey. And then to the best of your skills, oh my gosh, this is one that just drives me absolutely bonkers. When I see people that are like, I don't wanna put this first podcast episode out because it's not the quality of Joe Rogan's podcast. Dude, it's your first podcast. It's gonna suck, okay? It's gonna suck, right? Do what you can with the skills that you have at this particular point in time. Stop letting, again, social media or society make you feel like you are not doing enough. Only you, only you can actually determine whether or not you are doing enough. And you know, it's a very simple thing. You know that if you are spending more time scrolling or you know just laying on your couch or hanging out with friends when that time could be spent on content creation and then wondering why your account's not growing. You know that, you know that, right? You know that when you're just throwing things up on the internet without really prioritizing learning the best strategies or how to like better your content and spending time actually testing and testing different formats and styles and iterations and you know just spending that little bit of extra effort like you know and and sometimes you know it requires you to just throw things up on the internet i've thrown things up on the internet and they've gone viral but the reality is that only you know when this pressure of i'm not doing enough is actually valid right and it does like i said take a lot of self-reflecting, looking at yourself, being really honest with yourself and asking those hard questions. Am I wasting my time? Am I being inefficient? Am I procrastinating? Am I letting fear get the best of me? Am I experienced resistance? I actually just started rereading The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, by the way. If you are someone who's experiencing procrastination, resistance, or 
self-sabotage, limiting beliefs. Two book recommendations I have for you is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, such a good book, and The Mountain Is You by Brianne Weist. I think that's how you say that, but I'm not quite sure. She's the author of 101 Essays to Change Your Life, my favorite book of all time. And honestly, these two books will change your life when it comes to self-sabotage and resistance and, you know, excuses getting in the way of you not being able to do the thing that you need to do in order to live the life you wanna live, right? But again, two very different scenarios here. If you are showing up to the best of your skills, to the best of your timetable, to the best of your ability, and you still feel like you're doing enough, stop that. Stop letting the pressure of everybody else's results, achievements, make you feel like shit about yourself because you're doing the best you can and that's all anyone can ask. Another book recommendation that I have for you is The Slight Edge. I haven't read this in a long time so I can't really reference anything in it but I know the general concept of it is that like the way that we get to our goals is 1% every single day. Just simply showing up. One of my old coaches once I don't know, taught this terminology about coding, right? She used to always say, you need to code yourself for success. And what I really think she meant was habit building, to be honest, but she was super spiritual and loved to make things sound really cool. Anyway, what she was saying is like, she, I I did a retreat with her in LA and I was like so dumbfounded that she like had this like huge delay with her flight and then she was teaching this retreat and she went to the gym for like 15 minutes. And I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, why did you do that? And she was like, because I'm coding myself. You know, even just going to the gym for 15 minutes or just showing up and posting like one quote on your Instagram stories when you can't be fucked actually posting anything. It's so much better. You're coding yourself for success or slash building that habit. You know, you don't always have to show up at 100%. Maybe sometimes you show up at 1% or 10%, but it's still better than nothing. You know what I mean? And then it's a range. It's a scale. Some days you're at 100%, some days you're at 1%. But you know when you're showing up at 0%. You know when you're not doing the thing. You know when you're not working on yourself. You know when you're not taking care of yourself. You know when you're not showing up for your goals, for your dreams, for the life that you want to live. And if you are showing up for the life you want to live and doing all the things and then still feel like you're not good enough, it's not good enough, it's trash, you're never going to get anywhere, that's a matter of external pressure. And this is where you've got to work on your relationship to yourself. This is where you actually have to be super self-reflective. This is where things like the five-minute journal really, really come in to like, they're a really good tool to use. I actually started using the five minute journal recently. If you don't know what it is, just Google it, it's amazing. It's like the biggest Pinteresty thing in the entire world. But I use the five minute journal because I like to sit down at the end of the day now and be like, what did I actually do today? You know, cause life is just so fast paced and fast moving that sometimes we feel like, again, we're not doing enough or that we didn't accomplish anything. When as a matter of fact, we smashed it. I actually sat down with one of my one-on-one clients recently and she, honestly had such an epic month. I think she had like a 17K day and she did pretty much everything. Every single thing that we sat down at the start of the month and planned for her to do, she did. She There was one particular part of her business where it wasn't going fully, fully the way that she wanted and she was really letting that cloud all the other incredible, incredible achievements that she had, you know, she had achieved throughout the month. Because we don't reflect enough. We don't actually sit down and and say, I did this, this, and this today. I did this, this, and this, this month. You know, we always focus. We have this negativity bias that always focuses on the negatives. Always focuses on that this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not growing fast enough. Meh, meh, meh. All, again, the things that social media make us feel like we should be achieving when in reality, we're doing the best we can. Okay? So what I want for you, I'm going to be super militant here and say, I want you to start a self-reflecting routine of some sort. Whether that be at the end of the day, you know, just some kind of like gratitude list and 
going through and actually looking at what you've achieved or whether it's just like a weekly audit or a monthly audit, it doesn't matter. Whatever suits you and whatever feels good, right? But just put some time in your day for reflecting and asking yourself a simple question. Is the pressure that I'm feeling of not doing enough warranted because I'm actually not doing enough or am I letting myself be influenced by social media and society? That's my little ramble. That's my little chat. Now, let's kick off some beats and talk a little bit more about perfectionism, specifically when it comes to your branding with Caitlin Alyssa. Welcome officially to the Chillpreneur Podcast. Hi, I don't have that level of excitement today, but I'm so happy. Hey, you've been moving. That's that's so fine. That's so fine. Although moving is pretty exciting. So North Carolina. Yep. Yeah. What's in North Carolina? Back to the ocean. There's an ocean in North Carolina. Do you know what? Sometimes I just forget that there's even ocean around the US. Like I think the whole of the US is the Midwest. (laughs) Yeah, so there's ocean and there's mountains. So that's why we moved here because I wanted to be back by the ocean. My fiance wanted mountains. So we're like, perfect. This is both, best of both worlds. Best of both worlds, best of both worlds. So where exactly is North Carolina? You said like between New York and I'm so bad when it comes to the US. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it's like, okay, so New York is way up here. Florida's way down here. We're like yeah. literally smack dab in between those. Nice. You're closer to Europe. <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in LA. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what? I love moving as well. Like whether it's, I mean, I've never moved to a different state, but like even just moving house brings such like a refreshed energy, new creativity. Like it really, really helps to just bring out this like, I don't know. I always see it as like a new chapter and new chapters always have like exciting new beginnings and everything. So it's going to be really like good for creativity in business, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, one, we actually have a home now, like a full house. It's not a teeny little apartment. So that helps. But yeah, I mean, even in your space, like being able to create a space that inspires you is super awesome. I'm still in the process of that, but um, (laughs) I'm so excited for it. Yeah. What do you do to like, so as someone whose job is like built around being creative and like, obviously you really have to have not only kind of like a creative mind for your own brand, but as someone who focuses on helping other people build their brands, like creativity, aesthetics, like all of that is such a big part of it. Like, what do you do specifically to get inspired? Honestly, I get offline. Like being, I mean, you just have to have really good boundaries if you're going to be somebody that goes to like Pinterest or Instagram to get inspiration. But honestly, Mm. my best ideas come to me when I'm literally like in the shower or on a walk or 
cooking, like doing like the most random things. So, um, I mean, if it's for a client, like I'll always sit down and look at their shared Pinterest board to make sure we're somewhat creatively on the same page. But um, I've learned over like, especially the last year that like taking care of yourself as a creative or even as an entrepreneur is how you're going to continue to fuel creativity because with creating a really good design, it's not about how much time you put into it. It's about how much energy and the right energy that you put into it. So sounds a bit woo-woo, but. <laughs> no, I 100%. Well, it's like anything. And that's like the chill philosophy, isn't it? Like why double, triple, quadruple the work that you need to do when you can be efficient because you're creating or building from the right energy versus being in that state of comparison, perfection, all of these things. And then everything just taking twice as long because you're doubting yourself the whole time, right? Right. Yeah. 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 And with like comparison and stuff too, I mean, it almost like muddles who you are as a person. If you're constantly comparing yourself to other people or trying to almost recreate what somebody else has done, like there's something inside of everybody that is this like, like I heard a quote the other day and I have to remember it, but it was basically like, whatever you, whatever you've been told is weird about you is probably what makes you special and different is probably what the world needs. <laughs> oh, I just got shivers. Oh my God. I love that. I saw a quote yesterday as well. That was like, you can't change the world by being like it. And it's like, yeah. it's true. But then so many people have this kind of like, oh my God, that I just love that quote so much. What a way to start the day. <laughs> but like so many people are so afraid of like letting that inner weirdness shine or letting themselves be truly creative because specifically as women like we've been told to be quiet be like everyone else be pretty don't be too out there you know all this kind of stuff so it's like okay let's say you're working with a client well let's take a step back first because what exactly does a branding agency do for people because I think a lot of people are still kind of confused and you have a similar message to me in that branding is not just the aesthetics. Like there's so much more to that, but like you with your branding agency, what do you do for clients? And then we'll jump into my second question. Sure. So basically in the shortest terms, what it is, is it's basically figuring out how to position you in the market yeah. in a way that's different from everybody else, amplifies who you are as a person, but also keeps you relevant to your target audience. So like in the simplest form, that's what we do. Um, and then obviously we communicate that through visuals, aesthetics, yeah. brand messaging, um, websites, and all of that. So, I mean, you know, I started in social media, but yeah. the most successful clients I had weren't building social media accounts. They were building brands. Mm-hmm. And even with a business, it's not about building a business. It's really about building a long, like longevity and you do that with a brand. So. Um, okay. So another question, because I saw this really interesting thing by, I don't know if you know, Donald Miller, do you know who he is? Like the building a story brand guy. Oh yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw this, but he actually came out with a video. I don't know how long ago where it was like in the beginning, businesses shouldn't focus. Like it's weird because obviously his whole thing is about branding, but at the end of the day, like he's a marketing guy. Right. And he came out with this video. I think he was trolling, to be honest, but he came out with this video being like, nobody should focus on building a brand until they're like a $50 million company. Uh, They should just focus on marketing. Like all of their money should go into, you know, working, probably more so speaking from a product perspective. But anyway, I do think he was trolling to create conversation. But then there's people like Seth Godin coming out being like, building a brand is the most important thing. You know, Nike has a brand. Some, that's why, they can sell shoes like triple what they're probably worth. So it's like, what do you think? Like branding is something that people should be thinking about right from the very beginning, right? 
but I also saw a post of yours where you're like, should you hire a branding agency right from the get-go? So is branding that important right from the very beginning? And if someone can't afford a branding agency, what should they be doing? Yeah, I think that kind of depends on your industry. But for our specific industry, I would say you have to put yourself out there to really figure out who you are. Like I just got off a call with a client and she's two years in business, but she's worked with so many people. Like she's so clear on who she is and the direction she wants to take her business that then I can help communicate that clearly through her visuals and through her brand strategy. But if you're somebody who's new and you have no idea, you just have to get started somewhere. And most of the time people start with marketing um, or just like putting themselves out there on social media, basically. So I think getting started with that to be able to kind of start to figure out your own way. Um, And then once you're kind of like, okay, I think I know what's going to set me apart, then you can come to a branding agency and we can help you amplify that if that makes sense. 100%. And then the original question that I really wanted to ask is like, how do you help people embrace their like uniqueness and weirdness? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I... I worry with branding because it's like, there's so many businesses out there. It's like the only, I mean, in my philosophy and everyone knows this, the only real way to differentiate is like you, right? Like your internal, and, and this obviously is is difficult in the product space, but specifically for like personal brand based businesses, like people think it's really scary to build a brand around themselves because it's like, what if it fails? Then I fail. I'm a failure, right? They identify with that loss. And so how does someone just embrace, because you said like what makes them weird, what makes them unique is actually the thing that's going to set them apart. Like how do you help people figure that out about themselves? Okay. So I had somebody tell me this once and they're like, they told me you literally can't fuck up. Like you literally cannot fail when you're building a brand. So like I've stuck with that for a long time. Like no matter what you do, it's not a failure. Like you're either going to learn a lesson from it or it's going to take you in the right direction. It's basically like pivoting you towards the way that you need to go, whether that's avoiding what you just did or continuing to do it, you know? So, I mean, that's one thing, but also like having a second opinion, I think can sometimes help um, to an extent. (laughs) You don't want to listen to like everybody or people that are maybe not necessarily your ideal client, but like Mm -hmm. having, you know, a brand coach or somebody who can um, help pull that out of you and ask you questions. Like we do, I do a 60 minute intensive with everybody beforehand. And I ask them, you know, things and it's, I'm usually able to pull it out by the time I'm finished talking to them, at least one thing that they could really amplify to be able to stand out. But yeah, I think having a second opinion, um, and also just paying attention to what people are responding to, like, yeah. um, or how they're describing you. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say those are kind of the things that would really help. What are some like examples? Cause like, I, I, I'm so the same as you. I'm like, we all have something that's different. Sometimes it's hard to articulate, you know what I mean? Because it's more of a feeling or an energy and all of this stuff. But like, what are some examples of things that people have used as points of differentiation with their brand. So like if we could give some examples, maybe it can get people starting to think about, because I think people just have no idea like what makes them different. It's in there, like you say, but it's just like, I think examples give people, oh, so that's the kind of stuff I should be focusing on to amplify, to be different from everyone else. 
Yeah. I think your story is the biggest thing. Like my story sets me apart from a lot of people in the online space or like the things I've experienced to get me here. Like, so people know me as like resilient. Yeah. Um, it can literally be something as simple as like one of my other clients, she is literally, okay. So she is a binge eating coach. Um, most binge eating coaches have a dietitian background. She has a therapy background, so it's different. So it could literally be your qualifications. Um, it could be a lifestyle you live. So like Jolene, um, last time or when I worked with her, she, um, really amplifies minimalism. So how can we infuse money and minimalism together? You know what I mean? So it can, it's not that complicated. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just like, what about you is the things. And then would you say even like down to the little details of like, I guess now a lot of people like starting to build my brand around like the whole music thing, like dancing, like those things. It's just like those personality traits that might set you apart. But then, okay. So say someone, say someone is starting to think about, okay, what makes me different has nothing to do with my business though. Do you still think that's a good way to go about branding themselves? Yes, because it probably still keeps you relevant to your target audience. So like another client, she loves wine so yeah. ever, or champagne. So everything in her brand is sur- surrounded around champagne, nice. um, even straight down to consistently using the champagne emoji. So yeah. even though it doesn't have anything, she's a business consultant yeah. um, or sales consultant, her target audience, she knows her target audience enjoys that like luxury living. And that's why they want to master sales because they want to be able to live this lifestyle. So it all ties together in some way. There'll be a way to link it. You've just got to get creative, right? Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love the whole concept of just embracing who you are, because that's like, I feel for so long, like branding was so based on just the flat details. You know what I mean? Like, and every brand looked the same, like in the girl boss space, like every brand used the same color pink, the same font, the same quotes. And it's just like, that's been and done. And people have to realize that like when it comes to attention, there is something called like selective attention. You know, it's the unfortunate thing that people have when they're driving cars, why there's so many accidents in like residential areas, because people's brains literally switch off to the familiar. If they've seen it before, like their, their, their eyes won't actually see it because it's so familiar with that. And they start to, to fill in the gaps with other things. And so that's why like jolting people out of their zombie, like autopilot nature with something that's like different or unique or, you know, resonates in a different way is so incredibly powerful. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I say disrupt your industry, like literally take what's being done and flip it upside down. Yeah, like don't do what everybody, what everybody else is doing is it's basically white noise. So how can you take it and change that and do something completely different? Like that's what will break through that noise. What does disrupt mean? Like I saw a post that you did about the vitamins on like disrupting and stuff like that. So like, I think I think disruption is something we hear a lot in the industry, but maybe not a lot of people truly understand what that means. Like what in your terminology does it mean to like disrupt your industry? Yeah, I think it means like literally break what's being done, like literally mm. like smash it. <laughs> At least to me, that's like, the, in, like I'm envisioning that, like yeah. with the vitamin industry one, right? Like the old vitamin packages are so ugly and mm. like chaotic and like millennial consumers are craving like simplicity and they want you know to feel a specific way so instead of saying vitamin b12 like have more energy right like that's going to capture their attention in a way that nobody else has before so 
maybe that is like the definition of disrupting, like capture people's attention in a way that's never been before. I love that. <laughs> Girl, yes, quote that. Make it quite hot now. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things that my clients, because I like, I do talk a lot about branding, but it's definitely more from the personal side of things rather than the aesthetic side of things. But I think one of the things that you do really well or that you've spoken about really well and I'd love to dive into is the whole concept of perfectionism because man do people procrastinate on branding like these little tiny fucking details of like this color like should I use peach teal or apricot teal like I don't know if that's even that's probably not a color apricot teal (laughs) that'd be a wild color but anyway you know it's like I'm gonna spend 14 hours like trying to discard the perfect color for my website or this that and the other the perfect font combination and then you know it's hard enough like with the stuff that they really need to do like show up on stories go live like actually put themselves out there the needle moving stuff but the branding can quite often be the busy work you know I mean the stuff that they think is matters but it also kind of doesn't it does matter in the big picture as we've spoken about like positioning disrupting being different like that stuff matters but when it comes to branding like what should they be focusing on to still move the needle forward to still put themselves out there but to not get caught up in that like what actually let's go the opposite way what are the perfectionist things that people don't need to worry about so much Yeah, I mean, even I can speak from this from that standpoint, because I put off putting out my new website for a year. And I realized it was because of perfectionism. So um, and that says a lot coming from somebody that obviously does this for a living. So um, like, I, yeah, I mean, if you're web, like, you just have to give yourself a time limit and be like, whatever's done at this point, like, it's just going to go live. Like what you see as an imperfection, other people aren't even going to notice. Like, I still look at my website to this day and I'm like, oh my God, I need to change this. I need to change that. I need to do this. But like, nobody's noticed. So, I mean, just get it up there and it, it's always going to be a work in progress and just accept yeah. that. Um, your whole visual identity will always be a work in progress. There will always, always be tweaks that need to be made. Like that isn't, Yes, it, it, it's kind of like the icing on the cake for your brand, but it's not really your brand, if that makes sense. Like I always say visual identity because that's like literally what it is. It's the visual identity of your brand, but it's not like the personality of your brand. So um, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's really just about like picking something and just stick with it for six months yeah, and then go back and reanalyze, audit, see what's working, see what's not. Do you still resonate with the color palette? and then change it from there but like make yourself stick with it because yeah. yeah I mean that's I kept just like messing around and doing that and then it was like well, this doesn't even matter like this isn't yeah. why people are working with me so They're why am I spending the time you. on it yeah. yeah right and if I would, wasn't out there you know networking or making connections like I wouldn't have a business so yeah. does the website even matter at that point <laughs> exactly so then Okay. What about like evolving? Because another thing that I say to people all the time, it's like, yeah, don't spend so much fucking time on it because the reality is you can change it. And I have changed my brand. Oh my God. Can we actually count like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, probably 10 times. Like the way that it looks, the aesthetic, the the brand identity, as you say, but yet it has never hindered my business. Like how does someone go about evolving their brand? You said stick to it for six months. Like, I don't even know if I've done that, to be honest. (laughs) Sometimes I change it for like a month and then I'm like, no, 
but I'm a Gemini. Yeah, but it's different because like, you know where to set boundaries with it. Like if you don't know where to set boundaries with it, like until you realize what's actually moving the needle forward in your business, just stick with it and then move on to something else. So what does matter? What does matter when it comes to branding then? Like what should people focus on? Like you said, give yourself a freaking deadline, like all of this stuff, but like what actually does matter? Like to avoid perfectionism, to avoid procrastination. If someone's just starting out, or, you know, they want it. Yeah. So they're like trying to build a website, trying to graphically design themselves online. What should they focus on? I would say, okay. So aside from the visuals, the number one thing that I would say focus on is talk to your ideal clients. Like, mm-hmm. that's going to give you so much insight into what you like, how to be relevant with your brand and yeah. how to like actually serve them. Right. So you need to focus on that over anything else. But I mean, on the visual side, like we kind of talked about, I would just say, you know, pick a color palette of like three colors, don't overcomplicate it. Pick a typography suite or, or fonts, fancy mm-hmm. words or fonts of like two fonts and just stick with that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, my first logo was literally like my name typed out in a font and that's it. Like, it doesn't need to be anything. You do not need to fit your whole brand in your logo. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't, it shouldn't take you more than like an hour. <laughs> to do branding? I like I that. Mean, I mean, that's efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> like not your own. Like you should yeah. kind of like, think about back to when you were a kid what was your favorite color that's probably yeah. what you're going to gravitate towards so like just yeah. put it in there like yeah 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 I mean do um, somebody else's it takes a lot longer but you're on sure. Sure. <laughs> sure when you're just starting out like you said like because the most important thing is showing up online and creating content right getting yeah. yourself out there networking finding clients building products that actually like they need and stuff like that and and yeah yep. again I just see so many people like I actually have a client at the moment who's like, oh, I've been trying to do my website for like three weeks. I'm like, do it in a day. Just get it out there. It doesn't matter. You can change it. You can evolve. Don't be a perfectionist about this stuff because really a lot of it just does not matter. Like I love, I don't know if you've ever read the book, The Brand Gap. Have you ever read that one? I have not read that one. No, you should read it. It's such a good book, but like really what that brand emphasizes and focuses on is like your branding at the end of the day is not what you say it is anyway. It's what people, it's how you are positioned in people's minds. It's the reputation that you have. It's how you make people feel. And it's like, we've seen so much of the stuff before anyway. So it's all these other points of like how you show up. That's really going to differentiate your reputation in people's minds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like your reputation is the most important part. Like that's like the personality and reputation kind of go hand in hand with your brand. Like you can't build that if you're not showing up online. Yeah. You can build a color palette, but you can't build those two things unless people can actually see it. So, um, and you're like serving your clients in a way that really elevates their lives. So, and building that, like even referrals are a big part of branding too. Like making sure that people are actually sending people to you. Otherwise, are you even, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So So at the end of the day, branding really is how people think about you. Like what comes to mind when they think about you? And is it always the colors? Like it might not be, it might be your personality, your vibe, your excellent work ethic or like the deliverables and all of these things. So I guess it's like, what do you want to stand for? And how can you highlight, highlight that? I mean, I never really wanted to stand for a color because I change my mind all the time (laughs) I change my personal style like so often as well like one day I'm like I'm an Instagram baddie and the next day I'm like no I'm a Parisian chic bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah and that stuff is trendy like it's always changing yeah your personality is not trendy it is what it is so yeah 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 so it needs to be more based around that I love this yep 
what's happening other than moving? And I know we just had this conversation that like COVID is a really difficult question. Well, I'm like, I was like, what's happening in your life at the moment? Outside of the fact that no one's done anything for two years, what's happening in business? What can you offer people? Like what's going on? Tell us all the things. Yeah. Um, so I mainly focused on two things and that's yeah. brand identities and website design. Nice. Um, I do have um, a consulting and intensive offer where if you're really struggling with getting, you know, clarity around your brand, nice. those are two things I'd recommend. But other than that, like, yeah, really focus Just on those life. two things. Yeah. Living life. And then doing like literally this whole last year, I'm like, I think all I've done is worked on like other people's businesses. And that's literally all I've done in my life. <laughs> like, um, aside from moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing that I've done is work on my business. And it's so funny because you know, my, I'm like so anti-hustle and like, I'm all about balance, but it's a really difficult place to be in at the moment. Cause I'm like, the only thing I can do is work on business because I, there's like nothing mm-hmm. else I can do. And people are like, Oh my God, you're working so much at the moment. I'm like, not by choice <laughs> yeah like it's not by choice in fact I'm like I can't leave my house I fucking live alone like leave it yeah okay whatever but anyway thank you so much this was so so powerful I love this I love the conversation about branding I appreciate you so much I'll definitely leave all of the links below for people to come and check you out and guys just go out there and do it really I think is the biggest thing from this one <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Take action. (laughs) Take action. Thanks, lovely. We'll speak to you soon. Awesome. Well, my friends, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Look, I'm not going to keep you too long because, because I've got dinner to make, you know? I'm hungry. I feel like I finish every podcast saying that I'm hungry. But I hope you enjoyed this. Please remember, don't let society and social media make you feel like you're doing too much. I mean, it's a totally, totally, totally normal part of the human experience. But if it makes you feel shit about yourself, it's going to impede on your creativity and your ability to show up rather than you just getting in the vibe, doing your thing, feeling good and achieving incredible success in a way, in the chillpreneur way. And if you don't know what the chillpreneur way is, go back a couple of episodes because I tell you exactly the chillpreneur way to build an epic business online. All right. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today and I will see you in the next episode and I hope you enjoy your little dancepreneur party. Bye.